Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Good morning, church. Today, I will be covering Daniel chapter 10 to 11, verse 1. And the sermon title is, Our God Who Strengthens Us. Before we dive in to read the Word of God, I just have a simple question to ask all of you. Typically, how do you choose a movie to watch? Some of you might refer to movie reviews before you choose a particular movie. Some might choose by the movie genre. Maybe it's a horror show or a comedy. Maybe some of you might refer to the setting of the movie because the setting of a time and location of a movie tells you a lot about the movie plot and conflict that is coming up. Personally, I don't really like movie setting in the era of World War I or World War II because this kind of setting makes me feel very sad. So I'll avoid this kind of movie. So setting of a time and place tells us a lot about the movie that is coming up, that we are watching, but it also tells us the narrative of the Bible story that we uh, typically read in the Bible. So in a little while, we will be reading the setting of Daniel chapter 10, particularly in verse 1. So it looks like a historical fact. Then some of us, when the preacher is preaching, then you might just uh, maybe tune off. But I just want to highlight to you that verse 1 is not a historical fact. It tells you, the setting, the background, the context of everything that Daniel is experiencing in Daniel chapter 10. So let us read Daniel chapter 10 verses 1 to 2 right now and allow me to read to you from the ESV version. This is what it says. In the third year of the Cyrus king of Persia, a name was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar, and the word was true, and it was a great conflict. And he understood the word and had understanding of the vision. The author intentionally writes the Babylonian name of Daniel, not because there are extra ink or paper in back in those days, but it was to send a hint, a message to the people back then, that even though it's coming to the end of 70 years of exile, God's people are not entirely set free. They are not restored back to the glorious days. It gives a hint to the readers and gives a setting that is a setting of sadness and grief because there seems to be an unfulfilled promise from God. It's the end of exile. But why is it that God's people are still in captivity? And no wonder Daniel begins the chapter mourning, grieving, fasting and praying. So we can't help but to ask, okay, what is this third year of Cyrus all about? How does this information, this time, this location, this setting tells us the story behind it? So in 539 BC, Cyrus conquered Babylon. That marks the end of the 70 years of exile. In the third year of Cyrus, it means 539 minus 3 is 536 BC. That is exactly the time, the season, the setting of Daniel chapter 10. And we found Daniel fasting, praying and mourning. So we can't help but to ask, why is he so sad? So in that season, that time period, we know that in 538 BC, that setting, Cyrus issued an edict for Jews to return back to the promised land. They went back to rebuild the temple, but they were facing many challenges, oppositions, threats for their enemies. Essentially, at the end of 70 years of exile, 
there seems to be unfulfilled promise of God. There seems to be a picture of God's people still in captivity. They are not restored back to the glorious days. The unfulfilled promise of God sets the tone in that mood, especially Daniel might have read the writings of Jeremiah. In Daniel chapter 9, it says that Daniel read a lot of writings in Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah 23, this is what God said, that in verses 3 to 6, God said, Then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I've driven them, and I will bring them back to the fold and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely, and this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteous. At the end of 70 years of exile, there's no hint of a divinity king sitting on the throne. Even though many years ago, in the writings of Jeremiah, God said and promised that he will raise up for David a righteous branch in verse 5, and he shall reign as king. But where Daniel is, there's no sign of divinity king. And worse, God's people are still in captivity. They went back to rebuild the land. They were facing a lot of threats and oppositions. They were not dwelling securely and safely as promised in verse 6. To make it worse, do you remember Daniel saw visions in Daniel chapter 9, the previous chapter, that there will be more desolations coming up. Even though exile has ended, more desolations will be coming up. So Daniel was facing a lot of pain, confusion, he doesn't understand. He was grieving, mourning, and he ran to the Lord today in Daniel chapter 10. And in today's chapter, he was strengthened by the Lord. Likewise, let us run to God who strengthens us when we are grieving, when we are unable to see nor understand. Before we dive in to read Daniel chapter 10, let us pray. Father, we give thanks to you for your word that is made so available to us today. We ask that you fill us with a spirit to understand your word. May we not just be hearers, but doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Daniel was facing a lot of pain, confusion, and he went into mourning, praying, fasting, and at the end of 21 days, he saw a heavenly being. And Pastor Darwin last Sunday said that this heavenly being is most probably Jesus Christ himself. When Daniel saw the heavenly being, he was left with no strength. And when he was left with no strength, God sent an angel to strengthen him. And this is what happened in Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 to 12. This is what the angel did to him. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the word that I speak to you and stand upright. For now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard. So facing unfulfilled promise from God, God's people were not gloriously restored yet. They are still in captivity. They went back to the land. They were facing a lot of threats and oppositions. And more desolations are coming up. The Lord sent 
an angel to strengthen Daniel because Daniel was mourning and grieving. He didn't understand. And the angels strengthened him by telling him, Daniel, you are greatly loved. You are greatly loved. Number two, he strengthened Daniel by telling Daniel, the day that you said your prayers, your prayers have been heard by God from the very first day you said your prayer. And today, God is likewise asking us, let us run to him, lean on him, seek him, especially when we are grieving. You know, for a passage like this, most of us can understand the emotions, can identify with the emotions of pain, of grief, of mourning, of loss. Because some of you have been seeking for purpose in life, seeking to answer the big why, the big purpose of your life. What are you caught here to do? What are you supposed to do? Some of you are grieving that your children are straying away. Maybe your marriage has become so transactional that it has so much pain on you that you're not sure how to move forward. Perhaps you have parents who are still not saved. Caring for aging parents and that burden, they have taken a toll on you and your family. Maybe some of you are facing a new transition, retrenchment, retirement, and you are confused, you don't understand, and some of your grief is so deep that you can't even describe it. Today, God is calling you. Run to Him. Lean on Him. Seek Him. And He will strengthen you. But the question is this. We know it here that we need to run to God. But why is it that we don't run to God at the first resort? We often have our plan A, plan B, plan C. We don't run to Him immediately. That's the truth. So I want to share with you, some of you might have this in your mind ungodly believed that the presence of trials represents an absence of God's power, faithfulness and interest in your life. You may not say it, but somehow when you're facing challenges, deadlines, difficulties, somehow you feel that my God is weak, my God is unfaithful, my God is not loving, my God is oblivious of my pain, my God is not interested in my life. Maybe he's interested in my friend's life, but certainly not in my life. Some of you have this underlying lie in you. And today, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that is a lie. That is a lie. The person who could most probably subscribe to this statement here on the slide is Daniel. Daniel in chapter 10 is already an old man in his 80s, who had served through four pagan kings. And these kings are not easy to serve. One threw him into the lion's den. By the end of 70 years of exile, I don't know, if I were Daniel, I really would expect a deliverance. God answering, you know, fulfilling the promise. But Daniel didn't see that. The person who could most probably subscribe this statement would be Daniel. But yet he didn't do that, you know. He didn't subscribe to this lie. He believed that God is powerful. God is faithful. He's still moving behind the curtains even though Daniel doesn't understand in his pain, at the end of the day, Daniel believed that one day there will be a divinic king sitting on the throne. One day there will be a divinic king sitting on the throne. And that's why he ran to him in mourning, in grieving, in confusion, and the Lord strengthened him. Some of you are not running to God. Perhaps it's because you believe that God doesn't hear your prayers. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is a lie. From today's word, 
the word tells us that the moment Daniel utters his prayer, the first day he utters his prayer, God has heard his prayer. God hears our prayers. Of course, if you pray prayers like God, uh, demanding God to align to your agenda, your will, of course, this kind of prayers would most probably bounce off the ceiling. But if you and I come to God with humility, telling God, God, I'm weak, I'm in pain, I don't understand, can you strengthen me? Can you strengthen my heart, my will? Can you help me to walk in your ways, your narrow path? God, can you give me enough light for the next step? I may not see the light at the end of the tunnel. Can you every moment give me enough light for the next step? I'm very sure God will come and comfort you. I'm very sure. God may not deliver us immediately from our pain and our situation, but He hears our prayers. He will come and comfort you. And when He answers your prayers, sometimes the answers to the prayer may not be a yes, you know. Answering our prayer, it could be a no, it could be wait. That is also a form of answering our prayers. It doesn't mean God is not faithful. So today, God is urging you, encouraging you, run to Him. But the truth in this nagging question in our mind is this. Why do we often feel that God doesn't hear our prayers? I don't know. When I was studying Daniel chapter 10, I had to wrestle with this question. How come I feel like God doesn't hear my prayers? How come I feel that way? And perhaps some of you are in the same category as me. We are too busy. We say a prayer in the morning, then we are so busy the rest of the day, we are not even aware that He has heard our prayers, He has comforted us. We are not even aware. To do a simple experiment, let me ask you this question. Do you remember what you ate for lunch two days ago? I don't remember what I ate yesterday night, you know. Seriously, as I ask you this question now, until maybe I have to ask my son. The truth is that we're constantly on the go. We, we have back-to-back meetings. We are going from point A to point B to point C. And maybe throughout the day, God has already heard our prayers, comforted us, answered our prayers. We are not even aware. So, so in this season, God is really pushing me hard. Sharon, don't only just wake up to do quiet time. At the end of the day, pause for three to five minutes and look up for my hand throughout the day. Look up for my goodness. And when you do that, you realize that, wow, God does send help to us, a word of comfort. Some of you need to hear a word of comfort from the word today, that you're greatly loved. No matter what you have done or what people have done to you, you're greatly loved. Maybe your standing in the society or your company has changed. But today, God wants to speak to some of you, you are greatly loved. And sometimes when we pause enough, it doesn't need to be one hour, you know, three to five minutes to reflect on how God has showered His blessing, His goodness on you, you will realize that God hears your prayers and you will be so motivated to run to Him, lean on Him and seek Him. Today, God is asking us, let us run to Him who strengthens us when we are grieving. Daniel did that. He was facing so much pain and confusion, facing unfulfilled promise from God because people were still in captivity. They were not saved in the promised land when they were rebuilding the temple of God. He ran to God and God sent an angel to strengthen him by telling him, Daniel, you are greatly loved. And to strengthen him by telling him, Daniel, your prayers have been heard the first day you said that to God. And likewise, run to God today. Don't believe that God doesn't hear your prayer. That's a lie. Keep running to him 
and you will be amazed how your spirituality, your prayer life will be deepened just by that simple action of running to Him when you're grieving. Today, from the Word of God, God wants us to run to Him, not only when we are grieving, when we are unable to see nor understand. Let us go on to read Daniel chapter 10, verses 13 to 19, and let me read this to you and explain along the way. So after the angel said to him, wow, Daniel, your prayers have been heard from the first day you set your heart to understand. And this is what the angel continued in the conversation. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the kings of Persia. And I came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the later days, for the vision is for days yet to come. I paused a little while just to explain to you. So some of you must be thinking, God heard Daniel's prayer. How come the angel was only dispatched 21 days later? Is it because God didn't opt for express delivery? Like, the delivery delivered so late, you know, 21 days later. So these few lines are trying to tell us that the angel was trying to reach Daniel almost immediately, but there was an evil angel from Persia hindering the angel for 21 days. Hindering for angel and archangel Michael, Michael angel came to help this angel, and therefore this angel only reached Daniel after 21 days. So that is the context. Let us move on to read verse 15. And when he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face towards the ground and was mute. And behold, one in the likeness of the children of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. I said to him who stood before me, O oh my Lord, by reason of the vision pains have come upon me and I retain no strength. 17. How can my Lord's servants talk to my Lord? For now no strength remains in me and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you. Be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. So the devil was hindering the angel from reaching Daniel for 21 days. And some scholars say that this is also the similar warfare and it explains why God's people were facing a lot of opposition, a lot of threats because of a similar warfare in the realm that our eyes may not be able to see. And in today's term, we call this spiritual warfare. The truth is that today, till today in 21st century, the devil is still trying to hinder us from seeing and understanding. The devil is still trying to trap us in our pain, our confusion, our grieving, our mourning, to trap us there. But today from the word of God, God is trying to tell us there is a larger reality. Pastor Darwin preached last Sunday, there are larger realities above our physical world. There are spiritual realities that our eyes do not see unless God permits. And that is the purpose of visionary literature for the book of Daniel, is to urge the readers to see beyond the physical world into the spiritual realm. So I have a question to ask all of you right now. What is one area, trial, confusion that you desire to see beyond your physical reality and gain spiritual understanding and insight from God? The truth is that we sometimes see and not see. We hear and not hear we understand and not understand, really, especially our pain, our confusion, things that have gripped our heart for so long and we are grieving. And it, we really need God to help us to see and understand. It takes a certain kind of discernment and understanding to rise above the physical pain 
and to see into the unseen world and the spiritual reality. And in that process of trying to see, the devil will continue to hinder us from understanding. The devil will continue to distract us and deceive us in our pain. The devil doesn't want us to see because when we really see as God sees, we will live for things above, not for things below. When we really see as God sees, we will see that God is lighting up the kingdom. We will be totally fired up for God's kingdom. And that might even be a revival. And that's why the devil is not going to let us see and understand. The devil is going to trap us in our pain, our confusion. He's going to trap us there. And today, God wants us to rise up and see beyond the pain. See into the larger canvas. And that's what Pastor Emma Chan has always been teaching us all these years. Rise up and see in the larger canvas into the spiritual realm. This is a picture of a toddler and his toys. For those of us who have children, or maybe you are uncle, auntie to your nieces and nephews, maybe you are grandparent to your grandchildren, you will know that when kids are young, their world is like that. They only see their toys, their toys, and their toys. That's it. Sometimes they see the parents, maybe sometimes they see the mother more than the father, but that's it. That's their world. But as they grow older, we always desire our children to see more than the toys, right? To see the family members, to see auntie, uncles, to see uh, their siblings, to care for each other in the home, to see the church and to rise up to serve in the church, to see the society and, and to see more, to contribute to the society. We, we see that as a mark of maturity, isn't it? If our child is so self-centered, we feel like, oh, the child has not grown. Likewise, in our spiritual journey, our personal discipleship, somewhere down our journey, we've got to rise up and see beyond our world, our pain, our confusion. We've got to pray that prayer of faith. Lord, help me to see and understand. Help me to hear. Help me to see into the unseen world. Today, we want to see and sing about the victory of Jesus. We don't just want to dwell in our pain. We want to remember Jesus, see his victory, and sing about his victory. So I want to show you this question again. What is one area of trial, confusion that you desire to see beyond your physical reality and gain spiritual understanding and insight from God? Last week, I met up with a JCX classmate, and today she's a BBJ Covenanter. I remember her as a very passionate Christian back in our JC days. Uh, she would pray for us. She wrote cards with Bible verses for me before. She invited me to the lunch prayer meeting. So I remember her as a very passionate Christian. And then there was once I caught up with her, and then she was telling me that, you know, back in those days, we would always pass birthday cards for one another, like each other's birthday coming up. Then they will pass the birthday card around the class for people to sign and wish the person the birthday boy or birthday girl. Then when she said that, I was like, how can I don't remember that at all? I have no memory of that birthday card. I have no memories of me writing birthday cards for 20 other classmates. Then she said that to me. You know, Sharon, do you remember every time when the bell rings, you were dashed out of the class. You never stayed one minute longer enough for us to interact with you nor talk to you. You were so absorbed in your world. I was like, oh yeah, that was me in my JC life. So recently when I met up with her, she was trying to help me again to recall, hey, you know, so-and-so, the names, oh, this is so-and-so, how he looks like on Facebook. I look at the person, I'm like, how can I cannot remember this person? I'm like, she was like, okay, never mind. Then I asked her, why is it that you can remember like, all their names after so many years? And she said this to me. She said she was praying for each of us. 
She was praying for each of us for our salvation. Therefore, till today, she could remember the faces and the names. As I reflect on that conversation with her last week, I realised that we were both JC classmates in the same JC, but we were living in two different realities. For me, I was just totally caught up with my A-levels. I was just totally like trying to pursue all A's so that I can get into a good university. This was my world. But for my friend, she was studying hard as well. But she, she saw JC as a platform to win souls for Christ. She was living in a spiritual reality totally different from mine. So that's why when we met up, she was saying some things that I realized, wow, I was not living in the spiritual realm back in those days. And today, God is encouraging you. We know we have deadlines, we have challenges, difficulties, but God wants us to rise up above that and live in the spiritual reality. See as God sees. Keep asking God to open your eyes to see because when you keep doing that, you will live for things above and not for things below. You will see how God is lighting up the kingdom. He will set you on fire for the kingdom of God. You will start to win souls for Christ. There will be a revival in our church and in our land. And today, the truth is that Satan is attacking us like mad. In the last days, he's not going to sit around and do nothing. He will hinder us from understanding truth. He will hinder us from understanding identity, faith, church, and family. And today, we're not even aware that he's attacking us in this area. The terrible thing is that when you are not aware, you're not able to fight well. And he's attacking us in these areas, and some of you are having pain points in this area. And I really want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, sign up for next year's IDMC, because these areas will be covered in next year's IDMC, named and titled as Spiritual Warfare Reengaged. And this is time for us to rise up and we understand, understand what, what God is doing in these last days. And I want to encourage you to do that. Let us run to God who strengthens us when we are unable to see nor understand. Daniel doesn't understand all the confusion, all the unfulfilled promise. Everything doesn't add up. Daniel ran to the Lord and the angel helped him to understand. Although we arrived 21 days later in a form of a spiritual warfare, but the angel helped him to understand. Likewise, today I want to encourage you, keep asking God to help you to see and understand above your pain. You will face spiritual warfare because the devil doesn't want us to see and understand. Keep praying, keep praying, keep leaning on God, keep seeking Him, and you will see and understand beyond your pain. Today, let us run to God who strengthens us when we are grieving and when we are not able to understand. There was a season that I was going through a lot of pain, a lot of confusion. Confusion is like, you know, one plus one should be equals to two, but then you realize that it's equals to three and you don't understand why. Some of you have been working so hard, and you don't understand, if I'm a good worker, I should be rewarded. But the equation sometimes is not like that, you know. Some of you, even though you are a good and diligent worker, you are just not being appraised well. Or maybe you have been retrenched. You have a lot of confusion. The equation doesn't add up. And when I went through that season of confusion, the Lord challenged me, Sharon, deepen your prayer life. If you try to understand your pain in the physical world, it will never make sense. It will never make sense. So for one or two years, I decided to deepen my prayer life. I carried books that are related to my pain point in life, and I carried them in my bag, so that whenever I open up, I can remember to pray. 
This was what I did. And in order to deepen prayer life, some of you may need to do radical steps like that. Buy a book that can help you to grow in the area of prayer. A book that is concerning your pain point. If it's parenting, buy a parenting book. There are a lot of parenting verses in parenting book. Some of you might need to use an app. Lashio 365 app has morning devotion and prayer verses and evening as well. That will help you to deepen your prayer life, especially when you're grieving and when you do not understand. So this season, because in order to deepen my prayer life, I decided to join some intercessors to pray. You know, So in Singapore, we have a prayer movement in the schools of Singapore, primary school, secondary school, JC, poly, and they have prayer intercessors, parents rising up to be prayer intercessors to rally the other parents in the school to pray together. And these parents met up and I decided to join them because I want to deepen my prayer life. And when I joined them, they started a prayer movement since 4th September, praying 24-7 for the next generation in Singapore. And when I joined in that prayer meeting, I saw something that I, I've never seen. That's the beautiful thing about prayer, you know. You know, when we are anxious for our next generation, we are anxious for them, we are worried for them. We know their challenges, we know their state of mental health, we know the addiction that they are facing. But most of the time, we just remain in the realm of anxious anxiety. We just remain there, you know, and we get more and more worried, more and more worried. But I saw a group of parents who refused to remain in the physical realm of anxiety. They came together and they rose at that level of unseen world, spiritual reality, and they interceded there. And that day when I joined them, I felt encouraged. I felt encouraged. And today, this message is for some of you. God wants you to deepen your prayer life. If you have not fasted before, do it. Grab a friend to do it with you. When Jesus was grieving, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He knelt down and he asked for strength. He was strengthened. God sent an angel to strengthen him. He was strengthened. He took up the cross he carried the cross and he finished the work on the cross. And because of what Christ has done, he set us free from eternal captivity of sin and shame. Because of what Christ has done, he set us free from eternal desolation of shame and guilt. And because of what Christ has done, today we have a divinity king sitting on the throne. God didn't break his promise. There is a divinity king sitting on the throne on this side, on where we are right now. And we rejoice because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. We do not just have eternal life. We have the name of Jesus to call on when we are grieving, when we do not understand. Church, as I come to a close, I just want to encourage you, call upon the name of Jesus when you are grieving and He will carry your burden. Call upon the name of Jesus when you don't understand. He will push back the darkness. He will help you to understand. Call upon the name of Jesus when you want to see into the unseen world. He will let you see that God is lighting up the kingdom. He's pushing back the darkness. He will help you to see something that you never see before. Today, run to God. He will help you to see that there is a divinity king sitting on the throne. And we want to praise him for that. Let us pray. Some of you are, have been prompted by the Spirit, by this text, to go deeper in the Word of God to go deeper in your prayer life and to seek for understanding, to see as God sees and do as He says. 
if this is you, with all eyes closed, I just want to pray for you. If this is you that you're responding to the Word of God, you're responding not to me, to the Word of God. God, I want to see. Open my eyes to see. I want to run to you like never before. If this is you with all eyes closed, can I invite you to raise your hand as a response to God? That God, I'm weak. Help me. Help me. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters here right now. They're raising their hands to you, not in strength but in weakness. Fill them with your spirit. Deepen their prayer life. Open their eyes to see as you see. Fire them up for the kingdom of God. Help them to see that you're lighting up the kingdom. You're pushing back the darkness. That you will help them to see and understand in your perfect timing. When their prayers are not answered yet, in the way that they are desiring, Father, help them to desire your will, your agenda, your plan, and to desire your glory in their lives. You may put your hand down. I want to speak to some friends here right now. Some of you are not believers in Christ, but today you are seeing Jesus differently. You are seeing Jesus dying on the cross, not for your Christian friend, but for you. Today you are seeing Him, that you want Him to be your Lord and your Master. You want Him to forgive your sins and cleanse you and give you a new heart. If this is you with all eyes closed, can I invite you to raise your hand to receive Jesus for the first time and I want to pray for you. Is there anyone receiving Jesus for the first time? Father, I bless friends here who are not yet believers. I pray that they will continue to come and worship with us and may they see Jesus revealed in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. You can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.